0: Hey everyone, this is Megan. And this is Christina. We were friends first. And sisters second. Together we cook, farm, garden,
1: and live life. So grab a mug of tea and join us for this conversation we call Real Life. Welcome back, Megan. Yeah,
0: it's been a long time.
1: It's December 2022 and our last episode was published April 2022 summer's been busy or we're just big slackers
0: <laughs> we gotta schedule these things
1: <sighs> except this was very spontaneous thanks for coming <laughs>
0: <laughs> glad it worked
1: so we missed you guys we missed recording these podcasts it's been a little nuts so this episode is just filling you in on what life has looked at like for us since April um, a lot has changed. So I think we will kind of start chronologically. Okay. So we're talking like garden planting time. We had our um, plants out at the farm. That was super fun. I yes. love doing that every year. That was May. And then it was full swing in the garden. You had a great garden this year. Yeah, you I had really so into many it.
0: tomatoes.
1: Yeah. And so Megan really developed the backyard garden um, which has a lot of heritage behind it. It was first your Mimi and Papa's Yeah, it's been a garden, garden. For a long time. And then your mom used it for a little bit. Then when Kelby and I got together, it was our first CSA garden. Yep. And we gardened in it for a couple of years until we wanted to move it closer to our house. So we, um, we have our raised beds, and I added some huge raised beds this year, which I was really happy for. And then my big back garden, I cover cropped um all summer long so that was really nice
0: and I added the asparagus bed this year which I just recently decided to plant my garlic in so that's like a dual purpose bed but that's pretty good size it's six by ten or twelve yeah pretty big bed
1: yeah, so we had a wonderful gardening season. I was very happy with the yield of everything Yeah, that we got. Lots of greens, lots of tomatoes. Peppers were insane for me this year.
0: Even the squash that we planted so yeah, late we did really well. we did a
1: lot of things late. We did late potatoes, late squash. Kelby and I planted our potatoes in July. Did you dig yours? Did you ever dig yours? Yeah. And so you yours were even later. It was like August was We did the so work
0: day. Okay, so, so it was like end
1: of July. So, we planted ours, like, July 1st. She planted hers towards the end of the month. um, And we had good yields. Yeah, I would say I, was I happy. got
0: over a half bushel. Which, yeah. Which, considering how long they had to grow and the fact that, I think, mice or voles or something were nibbling on them, I was yeah. pretty impressed.
1: Yeah. And so, it was just a good gardening season. Thank the Lord. We did a lot of canning towards the end of summer. So much canning. Um, I over
0: 230 jars
1: this I, year. She came over in... Was it July-ish? Yeah. To start our first round of pressure. What we did was like pressure canning meals. I've been kind of like switching over to more of a meal type canning than just single ingredient. So instead of canning like green beans on their own and squash on their own, we made soups and stews and chicken pot pie filling. And my favorite was the Spanish. Do you remember the Spanish one we did?
0: Spanish chicken?
1: Yeah, it it was called something though.
0: Uh, that's the one with that lady. the like Depoyo, YouTube.
1: Yeah, I it's like a spicy tomatoy chicken. It was delicious though. Oh my goodness, it was so good. So when we Megan butchered chickens all summer long, I did our usual chickens for our family, and when we did those butchering times, sometimes we canned. Yeah, so the we would take too. that chicken instead the of freezing chicken. it.
0: We would go right to processing, and I think we spent a day. Yeah. How many jars did we end up with? It a was lot. a lot. Because we yeah. butchered like 15 a year chickens. And, and you used some We used all of the leftover right? chicken breast that I had that hadn't sold. Yes. To get it out of the freezer for the next season stuff. And it worked out really well. So yummy. I think we each got over a flat of chicken meals yeah. ready to go.
1: Yeah. I'm actually going to do the chicken soup tonight because it's easy. And Kedrick has been fighting this cold, so... There's
0: so much stuff going around
1: right now. Yeah, yeah, nasty colds. But the day she came over to can for the first time, I was super nauseous. Yeah, that's
0: right. And was right. able
1: to spill the beans that I was pregnant again. She was like, you're going to figure this out, so I have to tell you now. In case I vomit while we are canning. Because, you know,
0: meat when you're pregnant is just... Not always the right (laughs) smell to be sniffing.
1: So we are expecting number four in March. So (coughs) three months from now. And number four is a girl.
0: We were so excited.
1: We were shocked because we actually did a gender reveal with DNA tests that said it was a boy.
0: A boy. And the poor Kedrick and Casey were so bummed. They were like banking that it was a girl.
1: They were hoping number three, River, was going to be a sister a girl and he was a boy of course but he's such a sweet little boy yeah and we love him dearly and he's a little spitfire now but um yes this is definitely a girl we've had multiple ultrasounds and i got and... to see
0: one of them yeah and i verified that yes
1: that is a girl. it is a, in fact a girl so um we're really excited about that and <coughs> um I have hyperemesis when I'm pregnant. I think I've done some podcasts about natural hyperemesis. And basically what that means is I'm sick for the majority of the pregnancy. Um, sick to the point where I can't eat sometimes. And that is challenging. And this seems to, it started off okay. It was like manageable. And now it's gotten worse. And I am 25 weeks and I am like, when will this yeah. end? <laughs> so I'm really hoping and praying that. Within the next month, some of this resolves. Yeah. Because I'm really tired of being nauseous all the time. We've been praying for that. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. Um, And then we went into fall season. Anything big happened for us? We went to Benazette. We went to Beneset. That was so nice. I was
0: just looking through some of the pictures today. I have to figure out I have to do something with all of them because Brian. Yes. Brian took a lot on my
1: camera. Should do a little book for him maybe. Oh, that would be fun for Christmas. Beneset, if you're not familiar with it or if you're local to the area, Beneset, Pennsylvania is, um, home to the East Coast elk population.
0: It's so cool.
1: So we are just two hours from there. Um, we live in Alfred, New York, and. It has become an annual pilgrimage to Benezet for our family. This was the first year we stayed overnight. So we got an Airbnb and um, instead of doing a birthday party for River and Kelby, whose birthdays are in the fall, we just did the B&B and we invited any family who wanted to come and just hang out with us. So Megan and Ryan came for a night. It was so nice.
0: And we saw so many elk.
1: Like ridiculous amounts of elk.
0: And the one we were really close to and he bugled and laughed for us. It was so cool. And the Airbnb was super cute.
1: Yeah, it was so pretty and well done. Um, I'll put a link to it. I'll see if I can find it and put a link to it. Because it actually was one of the most affordable ones
0: and it had quite a bit included. Like, there yeah. was even mountain pie irons and a, a yes. cute little, like, fire pit and lots and of And a case stuff. of
1: water. I thought that was brilliant. I started yeah. doing that for our Airbnb guests when I got back because it's only a couple of dollars to buy a case of water, right. but really, like, handy so to have handy. when you don't have clean drinking water. Right. So, yeah, it was super nice. Great location. If you're looking for a nice, cheap vacation that's in the woods and you like to go hiking... Um, I highly recommend Benazat. And they
0: have a visitor center for the elk, too. And there's a lot of really educational information in that, which we really enjoyed.
1: The visitor center was great for, like, homeschooling activities and learning more information. Um, And you can also view a lot of the elk from out there. I really wanted to do the wagon rides where you, like, ride out and see them, but... We just couldn't do it because we were there on weekdays. I
0: was going to say the timing for that wasn't quite right. Yeah. But we still saw
1: a ton of elk. Yeah. So,
0: so that, that was, was super nice. cool.
1: Another thing with our farm in the fall that happened was we opened up our store Tuesday through Saturday. So we used to only be open three days a week. Now we're open five days a week.
0: And everyone seems to really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been nice. It was a little bit of an adjustment for our family because we're working every day for the most part.
0: It takes some time to get your brain wrapped around it.
1: Yeah, but now it's really nice and I feel like we're making a lot of a lot more gains as a business as far as like structure and getting things in place because we're there and have the time to do it. Um so that's really great. And
0: also in October we had milk days for the first time. Yeah,
1: so we've had maple days for f- almost 5 years now it it's seems been a like. Long time um and the students this was a recommendation of the alfred university capstone students from 2021 they said why not do milk days and i was like cheekers why didn't we think of that (laughs) (laughs) ourselves so milk days was a day that we celebrated everything that makes sunny cove who we are raw milk and um it was so much fun megan made a milk milking a cow demo oh yeah
0: that was a lot of fun
1: um and and so it was it's not a real cow it was a fake cow that she set up for the kids to milk and that was super fun and we had a corn um corn sandbox yeah and just a plate area for the kids tons of samples little hay
0: bale house they love
1: that she brews our local food truck our friend christy lee shout out was there with a delicious taco salad and um the
0: soup was the bomb yeah a sausage
1: um, sausage squash soup and she used our beef for that and then she had raw milk on the side of her food truck that you could top your coffee with yeah she was very
0: busy the whole time
1: yeah it was really really fun to have her there um so that was a super fun event and since then we've expanded um, we've opened up a raw milk CSA, and so we have that as an option. Our raw milk, um, just the knowledge that we're there, and our raw milk um, has really grown, like where we're selling out yeah. of the tank. Um, so if you're not familiar with our farm, we have a milk truck that comes every other day. And, um, on the off days that it doesn't come, we just sell right from the tank and it's everything we have, every drop of milk. So in the past we had sold out on days where we'd had to pre-jug milk because right. we were kind of estimating how many people were coming, but we had never sold out our entire tank of milk and we've done that twice now.
0: Right. And the cows are producing a little bit less because there's fewer milking, lots are getting ready to have babies, yeah. which means that part of my job is going to get really busy. Yeah. Um, and then because there's a lot getting ready to have babies, the ones that aren't dry, a good portion of them are later lactation, so they're also just producing less milk. Right. So it's not like, you know, we're selling a thousand pounds of milk. Right. But, but we really are. But what we have is yeah. really being sold. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so. we're, some days we're close to that, and that's crazy to me. Um, so that's a huge thank you to all of you that support us because um, we are making a big shift this spring, and we are leaving the commercial milk market, which means our milk will no longer leave the farm to be made into yogurt and butter and all the other things um, because when it leaves the farm, it's pasteurized. And we just really strongly believe in access to raw milk. And we've been hearing from all of you, and, and a lot of you feel the same way. So we are taking the plunge as a farm and diving into Completely Raw. And we're going to be ramping up all our tutorials to teach you how to make butter and yogurt um, that's raw and any other, like, cheese products and stuff. Megan and I are going to be kicking off new classes yes. in January. Um, so we're super excited about this pivot for our farm. It's, it's been a long time coming. But um, I think that it is for the better.
0: Definitely. We're very excited about it.
1: Yeah. So um, that will be huge. So that leads us into November, Thanksgiving time. We had a really nice Thanksgiving.
0: And we um, processed chickens. Yes. Turkeys. Oh,
1: man. We're going to come up with a different plan for our turkeys next year, I think. We raised turkeys um, for our customers and for us. We had a lot of hiccups where... They were sent at a later date, and then the ones they sent were like had some weird disease. Well, we lost the the first
0: batch, so that set us back like a. That's right. By the time that they could.
1: So the first batch they sent us us came with like this shipping dizziness disease. I forgot what it's called, but they all died from like this dizziness thing, and so um the second batch came. They were healthy. They were great.
0: But it wasn't until like mid August.
1: Yes, and they were dwarf variety. so they grow just a little bit slower. They're a heritage breed, and so we um, just really we gave them a lot of milk and um, fresh access to all the food. They were just kind of free ranging. We had some predator issues. It was just it was hard.
0: But the breed itself, we really liked.
1: Really liked the breed. And then um, we butchered them on a freezing cold day.
0: So cold that the water was freezing on our table.
1: Yeah, it was freezing. And so the plucker was like frozen up and there was a lot of obstacles. Um, But it was okay. I think next year, I'm curious everybody's opinion. If you're listening to this and you're bored, shoot us an email. Tell us if you prefer fresh turkey over frozen and why because my thought is I will still raise the turkeys this summer butcher them when it's warm out freeze them and then I will I'm happy to thaw turkeys for people I think that's part of part of why people want a fresh turkey is cuz the room in your refrigerator to thaw it can be cumbersome to accommodate right. so we have a giant cooler that we can easily thaw meat in um and so my thought is that I would just cook them or process them this summer freeze them and then thaw them for our customers to pick up like the Tuesday or Wednesday before Thanksgiving um but if you specifically prefer a fresh never frozen turkey why or why not and um, I'm
0: curious really what size you prefer too
1: yes because we had a lot of people that wanted small birds this year because our birds actually finished smaller than we anticipated and they were fine with it like nobody was upset <laughs> and I was really grateful um, and I even, like, got birds from another farm that raises them similarly to us. It's a larger farm. But just to have that option of, like, a 14-pound bird if anybody wanted. And we still have that the one extra bird. Yeah. Because, no, but everybody was fine with our turkeys being, like, 8 pounds. What were they? Eight between to 8 10 to pounds. 10. Yeah. So that was surprising to me because I, if given the choice, would cook, like, a 20-pound. Like, if I'm going to cook it, I'm going to cook it, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say
0: like between 12 and 20 is the sweet spot for processing because yeah. to carry around a live bird from that kind of a carcass right. weight is a lot of work but I think if you can keep it under that 20 pound range yeah then it's and they were just mad.
1: a little the eight pound birds were like a little bit leaner than I'd like to yeah. see that but everybody was happy with them and I was thankful um so that worked out fine and now we're into the Christmas season so it's December
0: decorating
1: Little River's up, and he's got a, a cold, if you can hear him breathing hi. here. Hey. you say hi? <laughs> he's just waking he up. chill. <laughs> so, yeah, we're we're full swing into the holiday season. I'm really excited. Things that we have coming up are Christmas on the farm, which is the 16th and 17th this year. It's a Friday, Saturday. We offer free family photos. We decorate our barn really cutely and... Um, family photos are one of those things that I always forget to do. I get everybody dressed up and we go to an event and I think to myself, I need to take a picture. And before I know it, we're in the car to go home from the event and we forgot to take a picture. So, um, this event is really near and dear to my heart for the fact that we get a family photo every year and all of you can as well. Um, so they're professional. We take them for you. John, who does our YouTube editing also edits the photos And um, sends them right to your phone or email. This year we also have She Brews joining us.
0: For hot chocolate. Hot
1: cocoa, which I'm really excited about. And all the treats. She um, she just had an event this weekend. And she brought me some cupcakes for my birthday. And they were eggnog with spiced rum frosting.
0: That sounds good.
1: Yeah, she's pretty much amazing. Especially at the holiday time. So... Look her up, follow Holy Cakes on Facebook and Instagram if you don't already, and then come visit her for this event. I don't know, she's probably doing a couple events, but this will definitely be one of the big ones that she'll be at for the holiday season. I'm sure you can pre-order things like pumpkin rolls.
0: Yeah, definitely. Through
1: her, Um, and always through our farm store. I told her we could put the pumpkin roll pre-order up, because everybody loves that, and peppermint rolls. Um, So lots of fun to be had this holiday season what are your Christmas traditions that is also a plug for our next podcast I'll be kicking off a three-part series about handmade Christmas traditions you know what we forgot to talk about what before I wrap up where do you live Megan I moved into the cabin (laughs) (laughs) all right briefly tell them this huge piece of information we forgot
0: okay so this actually happened back in May because we were getting ready for my brother Isaac to come visit from Denmark for the summer visit that he usually does. And I was not feeling well. And so my mom was like, Isaac's coming to visit. Nana lives with us here at the house. That's my grandmother. And you're not getting them sick. I had tested positive for COVID. Yeah, And so they booted me out to quarantine at the cabin, which I had started moving into, but not completely. So I didn't have a bed. I didn't have my clothes. I basically had taken as many of the boxes that I had still packed and shoved them in there. And so I slept on the couch for like two weeks and washed dishes and rested and washed dishes and rested <laughs> and put things away. And uh, I... Finally, I'm more moved in. I've got a bed and all of the fun stuff now, and I put up my Christmas tree on it's Thanksgiving. So Christina and I are all about the decorating because yeah. we were supposed to be doing all of this much earlier this past year, yeah, before Christmas, and it didn't happen. So I'm very excited about all the Christmas decorations. I are still going to leave
1: them up till February. Oh, though, totally. Right? Okay. Good. Yes.
0: All that dark. We need the bright <clears throat> lights and I the know. cheery. Cheery uh, decorations.
1: We did that last year. It was really fun. We even did like the holiday baking through February. Well, yeah. And it was just really nice. I think we'll do that all the time.
0: I moved in. I'm enjoying it. We did some uh, resin pours the other day in my soaping studio. I've been making more soap. And there's some new and exciting items coming. Uh, I have liquid soap available now. Which I love. It's really handy. Honestly, I'm kind of like, you know, it is really nice to have liquid soap because it's yeah. just a little bit cleaner. But her liquid <laughs> no soap is
1: really nice compared to like what you would buy in the store. One, because I know the ingredients are clean, but two, it just feels good. It feels like I put lotion on my hands. It after does. It's them. very
0: moisturizing. <coughs> so I have a new batch of that getting ready to come out. I have some new soaps for Christmas time, although probably half of them are pre-sold.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's big. So
0: I am really enjoying having my own place and having it all decorated for christmas i got myself a tree topper yesterday and it's
1: gorgeous i love it it's also nice to have like a halfway spot between our house and the farm i like to go visit her and um also funny news that you're gonna learn (laughs) kedrick is actually going to be your plow boy this year oh so kedrick just bought a plow for his lawnmower and okay. he's going to be plowing our driveway and your driveway. Wow. How cool. it'll be cool. good practice for him. You're close enough that we trust he can get there and back fine and so you have a cute little plow boy hot dog that's
0: adorable (laughs) i saw the plow at the farm this morning and i was like what does that go to
1: yeah Kedrick's lawnmower so it's just exciting i can't wait to see how that place transforms like the landscaping isn't finished yet the outside is not but she's able to be in it's a work in progress the inside is
0: adorable i do say so myself
1: and our house is finally done we finished last month with the siding we still have landscaping too. That will be years. But, um, yeah, the siding is done in our house. It's complete. We've been in it since February, but you know how you move into a house. It's not quite finished. So I can finally say it's finished, Um, and that is – it's just a relief to be in our houses.
0: And it still blows our mind. Like, I was sitting yes. in Christina's house the other day watching the kids, and I was
1: just like, it's here. We talked about this for years. Years. And I'm sitting in it right now. And in these tiny spaces. I mean, Megan had her bedroom at her parents. Yeah. And I lived in 600 square feet and then went down even smaller. And it just. With four people. With four people. Almost, well, five. And then five in the apartment. And I just remember these moments of thinking, is this ever going to end? Like, because life now for me is like 25% less stressful (laughs) just because we have space. Right. Like because we have a place to put things and because we have room to breathe and we're not on top of each other. I remember like being pregnant, having two dogs in the house and like and young children and like just tripping over everything because there was nowhere to walk.
0: And it's really hard. Like you can't you don't have a in those Scenarios, you didn't have a designated place for the kids to go play and right. be out of the way because there was no out of the way.
1: Their all bedroom, the building was very, yeah. very tight quarters. Their bedroom functioned as storage and all these Dressing other Dressing rooms. yeah, and all kinds of stuff.
0: So yeah. it's just so exciting to see all of the space and to watch it be beautifully decorated for Christmas Crazy. and enjoyed and all of the parties and the gatherings. It's quite the blessing.
1: Yeah, and we're going to host Christmas this year. And I'm going to be hosting our annual cookie swap. But in the past, I've limited it to, like, five or six people because I didn't have the room. And this year, I'm like, let's do it up. Whoever wants to come, come.
0: The more the merrier. Because we have
1: this space. We actually, when we moved into our house around May, so it would have been, like, after our last podcast, instead of a housewarming, we had a surprise party for Kedrick. And I invited like our usual friend group, which is a lot of people, but I always expect like half or a quarter to not come because it's busy. And I think it was even a week night. It was like a Thursday night. So I thought, you know, probably a quarter of these people are not going to come. Well, everybody came because they were excited to see the house. And we ended up having like over 65 people in this house. And Kelby was like, I'm really glad I built a strong house because, like, at one point we were all on one floor. There was no room. I mean, and it's an open floor plan, but there was no room because there were so many people. And then they trickled to, like, outside and the garage and the basement and stuff. But it was crazy.
0: It's really nice for entertaining because it is so open and there's just, it's so homey feeling.
1: We we designed it to be easy for hosting. Maybe we'll do a podcast on that um, in the future, but... Yeah, we're super happy. So in conclusion of this catch-up episode, a lot has happened. Um, we're going to try to be more committed to, I'm hoping, once a week. And we just got a vlogging camera. So that's River playing in the shower, if you hear that background noise. Um, we just got a vlogging camera, so this may turn into a recorded podcast, too, for a yes. YouTube channel. It be really fun. Yay. So if you want to hear anything from Megan and I, check us out. Um, SunnyCodeFarm.com is our website. We're on Instagram. She is... Do you go by Mega Goat Lover? Is that your favorite yeah. one? Okay. So Mega Goat Lover. And um, I'm mostly on the Sunny Coat Farm page, but I'm also out of the underscore ashes on Instagram. Let us know podcast topics, decorating tips. We cover a lot of things. What so. would you
0: like to hear us talk about? Yeah,
1: we're going to be setting some stuff in place. And then, of course, our Christmas series will be coming out in the next three weeks. So be sure to listen to that for fun, simple, budget-friendly Christmas ideas. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all stay well, stay healthy, be blessed. And until next time, friends, see you later.